It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Travis Told You, the August 30th edition of Travis Told You. Travis now, I'm the one telling you, his name's Travis. Uh, this is the last week, unfortunately. Oh my god, I do go back to my official full-time, you know, cushy job starting, I guess, Tuesday to get a holiday. I'm not sure it's a holiday in the States, too, stuff like that, but in Canada we got that coming up, but uh, yeah, officially uh, coming coming in to end this run here. Man, it's, it's been crazy because like all the way before when I was like going to have the time off and everything like that. Leading up to it, leading up to it, leading up to it, five weeks, five weeks, because I haven't had that. The most I used to have is what I used to do is when I landscaped, I'd take the winter off, so i just work really hard, take from like January to March off. So that was like two, two and a half months, so that that was nice, but that's been at least five, I guess more like four years, because I did it the first year with Gwen, and then after, you know, you have multiple kids, like, yeah, can't be taking those winters off and stuff like that, but so it's been a while. I just thought about, man, what I could do with five weeks. And I did do a lot of things. Like I had lots of 
goals I want to get done. I want to hit the gym a lot, and I want to do this trial run of Travis told you and all these things and stuff like that last week because of the cry emotion. Well, you, you never know. It is the last week for now, but um, we'll be doing a town hall about uh, the future of Geekverse and other stuff in the near, I'm hoping September, but September, I, I think possibly september because as everyone knows we did the survey we got lots of great results there and stuff like that so uh you know maybe tune the friday show and i'll talk a little bit about that it might not be completely over but uh for as far as the four days you know almost every week stuff like that that's definitely gone that, <laughs> that won't be able to i won't be able to stay in that yet but uh we, we got some stuff cooking everything like that but i do appreciate as i will probably again say at the very last episode i do appreciate everyone that tuned in live or was checking out the audio feeds because like i said you don't know what it's going to be like when you do your own show you don't know how the numbers are going to be there especially with we do news but it's like okay are people going to want news almost every day and you know luckily people so that's good. I know you might be like, oh, that's a stupid question. But you just, you never know, right? Or like even myself, it's like, yeah, Travis on his own, I can skip that. Because I guarantee you, you know, from our thousands of listeners, there's people that, you know, I'm the least favorite of the crew and whatnot. So you go, oh, you know, how much is that? So I appreciate your support. And it's been tons of fun. It's been a really good time. But um, like I said, I did get lots of done. I feel satisfied with my time off. It's just that it just it literally blew by. I only have what today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I got six, seven days, and it just oh, it it just feels like yesterday where it's like oh, I'm starting my time off and everything like that. So that's why if you ever get time off, just just appreciate it, you know, and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, that that's what I, did. I had a really good weekend. It was mine and my uh, second second eldest. <laughs> I guess it should be the second eldest, but my second born, uh, Logan. Her birthday. We're birthday buddies. I'm the 27th. She's the 28th. And a big thank you to the people that wish me birthday. Don't don't have to do that. I appreciate and everything like that. So uh, it was a good weekend. I'm cake filled. I definitely this weekend was. I had this, and then I'm going camping one last time. So it's. Oh, a very, I said pretty good for my time off this week. This week's a doozy. It's tough, too, because Emily just makes this great cake. And it's just, it, oh, <laughs> it's tough to deny. And then we get it, and then there's pizza, lots of good stuff. But, uh, yeah, so people, how this is going to work is the today's cast and the 31st cast is going to be early in the morning. And then actually on the, um, uh, the Thursday and Friday, I'll be back to the regular time, the 3 p.m. slot. Maybe I might tinker with it a little bit because Friday I do end up camping. So it might end up being like a 1 p.m., 2 p.m., stuff like that. But uh, no, I do have uh, those slots because those uh, the kids are kind of doing their trial runs at daycare. Like Ellie, my newest born, she's never been to a daycare. So they want to do a couple before she goes there full time. So uh, yeah, so that's what will be happening. And then, yeah, this week we got tons of stuff. She-Hulk. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. I think it's reversed, but still, that we're very excited about that. You can check out the Two Towers retrospective that's out, and then the Return of the King retrospective. You're listening to this on the thirtieth. We'll be releasing later today. Again, another nearly it's three hours fifty six minutes. Like all of them were four hours, or pretty much four hours. We we loved talking Lord of the Rings. We still got the rankings coming up next week, but we loved talking Lord of the Rings. I was so glad we got to do it. So you can check out that uh, coming soon. Um, what else has been dropping? Did a review for the invitation, which we'll talk about a little bit in the box office breakdown and stuff like that. So, I uh, know, like GV newscast because we just like because Lord of the Rings is too 
episodes. This could be a girthy review and stuff like that. We'll be going live right after, same as She-Hulk. So uh, uh, Dylan has two gaming casts this week. One sidecast about, I think it's called Roller Derm, as far as Ro- Roller Dome. That's what it is. Uh, that's dropped today. And then me and him have a special episode dropping tomorrow as far as a uh, Imagine if PlayStation All-Stars did a second roster, you know, and stuff like that. And Pickens says, I watched three Lord of the Rings finally. Oh, let me know what you thought about it. I, that's interesting to be the first to watch it in this era after so much has gone on and stuff like that hobbits you could skip those and stuff like that but and tell me what you thought about them and tell me if you're gonna watch rings of power but uh yeah let's get into it because, oh everything is down below where to find us and the best way to support us is patreon because well you can support us the other ways our sponsors manscaped manscaped.com use gv potty at 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping that's some good stuff right there and your summer looking clean with some clean shaven nether regions you know go out with a bang you know well if you want to go with a bang you're gonna need manscape you know what i'm saying uh and then patreon that's the best way uh a big thank you to everyone over there because you can support us and not only if you support us do you get more content because that pays for literally time it pays for hours for us to edit podcasts do these things uh depending what tier you can get ad-free episodes, you get exclusive episodes, early episodes, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. They're, they're, you know, September's coming around, so after 9, our call show will be coming back at some point. Um, yeah, no, lots of good stuff over there. So we thank you kindly to everybody that is on those tiers and uh, helping us out. And we thank you all are listening as well. Um, but, yeah, let's get into it because there's surprisingly a lot of news because I haven't... Gosh, when's the last time I podcast? I think it was Friday or Thursday. Yeah, because there wasn't... I didn't do a Travis told you on the Friday per se because we were doing that's why it works this week because we were already recording some stuff but we talked about the uh, DC head and everything like that and I just want to do a Tan Kirkland because there's lots of things going on so yeah let's just do it for this show and everything like that so but since I didn't do that there was still lots for the weekend and then uh, Monday oh my goodness I have too many notes that's when you when you podcast you know how many notes do I have right now I got 285 let me know what you got. <laughs> Uh, so our main topic, uh, I should know our main topic. I don't really got to look it up. But it's still good too. So fantastic Four. we are literally, um, just over a week. Uh, when we get to this Saturday it is the week, uh, from D 23, the live action, uh, panel, right? We got the games one on Friday and then live action one that's going to have, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it's Friday. I think it's Friday as well. They're doing something for animation, like Disney Pixar, stuff like that. I, I don't know for sure, but I feel like that is happening. So if that happens, we'll be covering that as well. But then the Saturday, uh, we'll be doing a live watch along and then covering it right after. It's going to be us with Marvel Alliance and DC, DC Alliance, a big old crossover, big old Geek for geek Ultimate Alliance, our podcast network. Check them out. Six shows a week uh, covering ev- almost everything from the gamut of Geek World and stuff like that. So... Um, yeah, we're going to be doing a big crossover there, so look out for that. Uh, that panel's going to have Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, Fox, or I guess, yeah, I guess they're still Fox, they're Fox Search, like, stuff like that. So, all these rumors are going around. Like, so obviously last week the Matt Sh- Shakeman thing uh, broke, right? And then it was like, oh, he's not directing Star Trek. So that's looking like that's a lock. And we did um, the D23 prediction, and we won't reveal what we did because you can get that early. That will be coming out later on this week, that cast. But we did debate like the pros and cons are are we going to get the cast? Because like we all thought, okay, the cast should be coming and everything like that. We've thought that for a while. But at the same time, it's like, well, if they just hired this director, I feel like the director should kind of have a say in some of it, even though Marvel does love to do most of their own casting. 
but also at the same time, maybe Shakeman's been with this gig for a little bit, and we're just hearing about now, which happened a lot. There's so many times where someone's been cast for a while, already filming, and then it comes out of the press like, oh yeah, by the way, we got this person. So the timeline's kind of all messed up, right? Uh, and now there's been rumors for two of the casting, but let's start with Reed Richards. Reed Richards, obviously, you know, member of the leader of the Fantastic Four. I, I sometimes give it to Sue because like he's definitely the smartest man in the world, but Sue's the backbone, and Reed Richards gives them in them some sicky situations. It's kind of like the same way as like, yeah, I know Iron Man's probably the most popular Avenger, but Cap was the leader of it, you know, and I don't know if people would still probably consider Reed the leader, but, you know, it's... It's a little touch and go with him. He has quite an ego sometimes to get some trouble. Anyways, we get the casting in, um, what is it? Multiverse of Madness. And I create everything. Oh, it's going to be John Krasinski, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's been interesting because I feel like it's looking more and more like it's not John Krasinski because there are different scoopers putting out what well, I'm going to talk about the Penn Badgley thing. There is Grace Randolph, who it, it's funny because I feel like Grace met someone not not like in a relationship wise but i mean like she met someone or has a friend now that like moved up position because i feel like she's dropping a lot more scoops and it sucks because like personality wise i think she says some like harmful things to people and creative and stuff like that i think she can be un and not she can be she is unfair and i think she's just kind of just generally rude she's just one of those people that take shots at people where it's not necessarily needed it's like if we talk about actors and it's like most of the time unless they're a complete dick and they do a bad performance or something like that we try to be like, oh you know i'm just not the grace we try to like sugarcoat it feels like it's not that case with her like all those examples her jessica chastain but it's the thing same thing i tell you guys all the time right where it doesn't matter if the scooper's an asshole, if they have a track record being, you know, right or somewhere right. We're going to talk about it because that's just the bubble we're in, right? So she had been putting out stuff. But all the things people have been putting out have been J.K. less and John Krasinski, I guess I should say. Not J.K. Simmons, even though, no, he wouldn't be a great uh, Reed Richards. He could have been a good doom at some point in his life. But, you know, I'm happy we got him back as, uh, what's his face there? Um, uh, J. Jonah Jameson. So... Uh, all these rumors have not been Krasinski. And it's been funny because I, for years, have just seen Krasinski, Krasinski, Krasinski. And I said that, okay. And I, I'm still partially right about this. But I said, well, them casting the multiverse madness, they better use him, even though it's a multiverse thing, because lots of people are just going to be mad. And that is the case. But now I feel like I don't know if it's just because people saw it and went, meh, or they just got more louder because they think it might be happening. But it's been much more a divide of, to, oh, I really want to see John to, like, please not John. Like, uh, whether it's enough with the fan cast whether he was a bland choice whatever it may be i'm surprised because i felt like for years i was the only person again i would not be mad if it was going to be him but i just i, I just it's tough because even that five more five minutes in multiverse mess they don't give him much so i can't even be a judge of that like okay this seems good enough but i just never thought it was like the perfect choice and maybe it could have been too and maybe he was that's the whole thing right where maybe they wanted him and go, ah, you know what? I just, I am too busy or I want to do this or I want to trick that. So there could have been, they could have went after him. We don't know. But I just thought overall, I was surprised it was going to work out in general. And who knows? It still could. But I feel like because we're getting these casting lists and everything like that not happening. So start with Pam Badgley. That's one. Uh, that happened a few months ago where it came from at a left field that someone put up. Yeah, I'm hearing rumors of Pam Badgley. Talked about that. And then they kind of got quiet. Um... 
now they're coming out again. Now it's been a mix of some people said like they have reported it. Someone came out and said, ah, uh, you know, I reported it, but actually it's more like a gut feeling, but I think that's the choice. So it's this mixture of some scooper saying that's the, it's not that that's the one they've saying that he took meetings with Marvel, which could fucking mean anything, right? Just because they took meetings doesn't mean he's a front runner. But still, if it is like how we talked about just a second ago, how these rumors work where it does actually happen, that trickles down. The fact that it trickled a few months ago, and then it's like trickling again with people saying he's had a meeting or just even Scoopers being like they have a gut feeling. It definitely adds to that fire. And it, it reminds me a lot of when Edward Norton left Hulk. There was all these rumors about who was going to replace Hulk. And Mark Ruffalo's name kept coming up, kept coming up. So when they did that Avengers stage reveal and Mark Ruffalo came up, which I always laugh. They always said reprising the role of Bruce Banner, uh, Mark Ruffalo. To me, when you say reprising, it's like, oh, the actor's coming back. And... I like Mark Ruffalo enough. I would love to see Edward Norton in the Avengers. Like that dynamic with those actors, I I would that would would have interested me more. But you know, Mark Ruffalo solid like replacement stuff like that. Um, so it reminds me of that where there kept being rumors popping up and popping up, and it was like it's a foregone conclusion. Now I don't know back then because I was younger, so I don't know the source of those rumors. That could have been like Variety and Deadline. Those people are not the S tier, A tier people. They're not reporting this. They're putting that out. But then there was also another scooper that said that they're not going to report on this the same way uh, they didn't report on the Andrew and uh, Toby thing. Which one of them, I think it was right, it did put out some about Andrew. But it was weird that all of us knew and tons of scoopers were like, Toby's definitely in it. Toby definitely in it. We never got that full on boom they're in it like the big old exclusive from hollywood Reporter variety deadline it was strange and i definitely feel like they give them favors like hey just don't report this we want this to be a surprise if you do this uh we'll owe you one right we'll give you a scoop down the line we'll get you exclusive i wouldn't say screening because like they get those all, all the time but they definitely make deals and i feel like that happened there and disney could be doing like hey we really want to save this for d23 as much as we can but they already lost the shaking them thing but that could have been like hey we'll give you the director because like it's not a super sexy name if it was a director like it wouldn't happen but like jordan peele you'd be like oh, let's save that matt shakeman is not a sexy name but he's a good name he's a solid name and i see a lot of people going oh just such a boring choice i just I know we talked, but I just didn't believe that reports from a few months ago. Like, they're looking for a big name and stuff like that. And I think it was something like, Foggy is going to be hands-off. It's like, you think he's going to be hands-off in Fantastic Four, the film that or the franchise has had like very mid-movies and stuff like that? No, he's going to be all over it. So, Shakeman makes sense. Uh, Penn, I've said this before, where if these are, I almost hate that these rumors are coming back up because I love the choice so much. And I said this before where Bill Hader was my guy, but now I put Penn even above him. Uh, Cause I think Bill Hader, they, people might view him as just too comedic. Even though if you watch Barry, that that's not the, you know, not the case. Here's the thing. I guess I would still have Bill Hader as my pick, but I never thought that was realistic. Penn, I think is a realistic pick that I think is great. I think that's just like S tier, perfect casting. And for a while, that's where I end up on Bill Hader. I'd other than Krasinski had seen so many like this guy should be read blah 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 none of them really ever work for me it's kind of like with Wolverine which we'll talk about in a second um it's all these fan guys like eh, this just doesn't like it just there's just something not clicking for me and I'm always down to give an actor a chance because they could change my mind right so barring that if it doesn't happen and all these rumors that come back up it's like ah oh, it sucks Cause that sometimes happens too where you hear rumors about somebody and then it's come completely out of left field and it's either because that was just a smoke screen or they had meetings and got close but for some reason it just didn't happen right um again i think because of his range that he showed off like he showed up other stuff but specifically in you i think that is a perfect example of 
he's playing a bad guy, right? But that's a perfect example of he's playing a bad guy that's like a psychopath, crazy, out there, things like that, uh, very dark. But then he flips it to being so likable that you want to root for him. And then you go, no, no, I can't cheer for Joe because he's a bad guy. It's kind of that reverse where you want to root for Reed and Reed is a good guy and he is a hero, but he makes mistakes or says or does things or so pompous and arrogant or just so beef-headed that, I don't think beef-headed is the right word, but bull-headed, there you go. Beef-headed, that's more like the, uh, bro, like the dude, bro. Um, that it almost makes you not want to root for him because you're like, oh, you are the hero, but you're just not making the right choices here. He can do that. He could do that effortlessly. And I think also, too, is Charlie Murphy that said, like, I don't know if he said the person they're looking for, the person they had cast was above or below 40 so right away i asked alex like hey well how old's ben badger he's 35 it's like all these stars are lining up i'm just setting up for disappointment i i really want this to happen i would be this is the most excited i'd be for fantastic for ever as far as like the film side goes right because even though i've said this before like i'm not even the biggest fan i like them enough in the comic books i like them in stories but they're not like my team my team is x-men my comics x-men and then after that would be daredevil i'm getting daredevil x-men will happen and uh, i'm sure i'll be unhappy about some choices they make with that but uh, with this, this would be great. Uh, some of the other rumors, like I said, people just talk about the age thing. Uh, I'll bring up, like I said, I will bring up her tweets because she has been right. She had that Warner Brothers thing right with the streaming app. She put out Batgirl a lot sooner than a lot of other people. Uh, the Shaman thing pretty much was her. And it's weird because people, uh, I don't think you tell about that, like Kroll put it out like as this exclusive. And Hollywood Report did cite the Mar, like the direct. Grace kind of gave that scoop to everybody. Like, even myself, I'm not a scooper, but I fucking figured that out when she's like, it's somebody. And I said, it's probably somebody with WandaVision. And I feel like she definitely knew that. It was one of these things that she's just not going to say and stuff like that. So I guess I'm giving her credit, but not just for the scoop stuff like that, not for anything that they would do personally. Um, so she said, the casting list for Reed is so good. Capital letters. Uh, like, you see one name and you're like, wow. But then you see the next and you're like, OMG. What a Sophie's choice for Faye. The role hasn't been cast yet, but soon. Might be one of the best MCU castings ever. Some names have been floating around. Two, I haven't seen anywhere else. And when she says some of the names have been floating around, that's where I do think the pen thing is real. I do think it is at least talked about. And I, I do, I've always talked about this with you because people are now like, oh, with you, is it, um, like, could he make that work? I hope, this is just like my fan thing, that you is coming to an end season four, season five. So I feel like there's enough time that four is filming right now. That comes out, he films Fantastic Four, and then they do you season five, and that's the final one, and then he gets to Marvelverse, right? I could be completely wrong. They could be just doing more you. I just think that that... If you've seen that show, the shelf life of that show can only go so far before it gets repetitive. And I think that they are in a perfect balance of telling like an ending story. But um, will they? Because it's like they got a hit. I don't know. That's difficult. Netflix, they need hit right now, right? So, uh, and then the other thing was when they announced the castings, I'll tell you who almost got it. One person who was someone that worked on a huge Disney franchise already. And then she hit the Star Wars gift, which got like a lot of, a lot of people talking about, let's see. Rumors, Marvel Studios, I and The Rock play Apocalypse. I'm a, <laughs> uh, Pickens, I, I was like, oh, I'm hearing a rumor. And no, it's just that. I, I've always said, now, not that, but if the if Black Adam fails for The Rock, I don't put it out of their own possibility for The Rock jumping over to Marvel at some point. He's a brand, their brand, you know. Could happen. Uh, let's see here. Earthbound Man, Grace has been legit sources, so her recent info has been legit, but she makes her speculation in videos, and her speculation is always wrong. A hundred percent, and like I said before, like, people can, 
you know, like races or if like gas, right? Everything's subjective. You can have your opinions. Some of her opinions are just like talking about people's appearance or like I said, like the chastity and stuff. That's where it's like, I guess, but if you're like the bully type opinions, that's not cool. And that's why it's like, I don't, I don't tell you to go there. That's why I'm really, I don't tell you to check out her channel because like speculations, but that's fine because we speculate and we get a lot of stuff wrong too, right? It's just the way she does it. And and even this, I remember like with the Spider-Man stuff, she had speculated like maybe it could really happen that Toby and Andrew were in it. And then she took that as like a, that was her scoop. I do that all the time with Travis told you, but they're never scoops. They're predictions that come true and really have just made like a fun gimmick, right? She'll be like put out something. And if it's true, it's like, I told you, it's like, no, there was another asshole type of scooper that got that before you and put that out so it's all it's it, the scoop game you know it's very gray no black and white stuff like that but that's what i'd say don't check out champ but with her saying stars and like earthbound says she has been right and that's why i feel like she has a new source i really do feel like because before she was a person throwing up fucking one room two was flashpoint and all this stuff. like she threw out a lot of shit and the uh, snyder stuff she'd go back and forth like no ben's done forever and then a week later like oh i'm here so it's just like and again speculation whether it's that or rumor you don't really know um but with the star wars one that was interesting because i started to go down the list right and i was talking about this with our discord join our gv discord for their listeners and the hosts are in there it's a good time um it's going down the list boyega and isaac and that's all i thought about first was the original trilogy boyega and isaac Rao. boyega's doing a different path of his career i think he could do something like that eventually but not right now isaac's already moon knight says taking care of well, then you get to Adam Driver, and I I agree as talking about those cave Star Wars lines, and I've always said this. I feel like he did have his fill with Star Wars. Now I don't think they need to kill him off because there's people even if they had their fill, which is funny. We all just assume that, but he's never he's never said that in the press. I think he said like, "Oh, I'm pretty happy with my run, and like I'm satisfied with it." But like Oscar Isaac and John Boyega specifically, like, I don't want to do anything more. I feel like Driver's been like, "Yeah, you know, like if there's something there, like always." So even if behind the scenes he's like, "I'm fucking done with this." To me, narratively, creatively, financially, it's dumb to kill him off because people like Harrison Ford change their minds and stuff like that. So um, I don't think he's looking to get into a Marvel Studios being that guy for another 10 to 15 years. And I also, with the way she phrased it, someone that almost got it. Now, that could be, let's say, Adam Driver meets with Feige. They really like it. They talk. And they say, ah, scheduling is just not going to work. I'm sorry. That's the only route I've seen. Adam Driver, to me, is that type of actor where if he were to walk in for Reed, he's walking out as Reed. They're not going to be like, oh, audition, Adam. Like, you do that. Like, he's such, like, an acclaimed actor now. I don't think he would have to have a meeting. I don't know if it's exactly like Mahershali demanding to be Blade, but I think that he just has the gravitas and where someone like i think bill Hader or pam badgley does have to maybe audition or talk or go through some hoops because they they don't have the same it's funny like they've been around longer than adam driver adam driver in the short span just has such a resume and he's just knows like this guy is gonna be a powerhouse and a former academy award winner you know like to me he is bale's the greatest actor and then after that it's probably adam driver like currently right now um so I was like, okay, who else? Then I thought Donald Dom, Gleason. I was like, man, that would be tons of fun. Donald Gleason would be really like a really fun read. He's the same thing that he could play. Like you look at Ex Machina or Black Mirror. Even he did that show Run where he can play like a charismatic asshole, but like in a bit more a darker way. I'm excited because I think it's tomorrow that show. It's either tomorrow tonight that show with Steve Carell premieres where it's he's a serial killer and he kidnaps Steve Carell, who's a therapist, and he just wants him to get like him fixed and then he'll let him go 
I cannot wait. And Don Gleason, I think, is one of the most underrated actors. When I fell in love with him, yeah, he was in Stars, but I always says when I fell in love with Don Gleason, go watch About Time. I know some people, if you hate rom-coms, you're going to look at this and go, oh, look at, because the cover's just like him and Rachel McAdams like laughing in the rain. It's like, oh, this is lame. No, no, no. Go watch it. It is like a, I won't say a life-changing movie, but it's more about life and not just, oh, him getting after the girl. And there are scenes where you're going to ball you're you're it's gonna destroy you and it's some good stuff but it's still like a movie that's like it's kind of like everything all everywhere all at once where there's shit going on not like crazy that but just like it it's about life and it's about the good stuff of life and you leave there feeling more positive even though there's some like really sad things that happen so and then i start going on more lists like okay so you got disney plus shows like pedro i don't think pedro I, like i like pedro i don't know if he'd be the right choice for reed richards even though i think okay i'd be willing to let him make it work because i trust pedro i just think he's got so much going on i don't think him in the mcu is at the realm of possibility it just feels like right now is maybe not the right time, but I don't know his schedule, right? And who I don't know what Last of Us is like for him. Um, and then after that, I wasn't really coming up with too many other people as far as, you know, like in Boba Fett or, oh, we want it's going to be who and it's going to be who. But like, and that's where the, she said, like, almost got it. So I don't think it happened, but I think Donald, like, that, that could be the one. And maybe she's going to, she says she's going to reveal some names and stuff like that after. So we'll see. But now we got stuff for uh, Sue Storm. So we're going to take our first ad break and we'll be right back talking about the other half of Fantastic Four. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And we're back. So uh, that's what was interesting because I was talking about this with Dylan. It's like so far we're talking about, okay, does the whole cast walk out? Is just one of them and stuff like that? And I was like, eh. I feel like it might just be the one, right? Because as of right now, um, there's only rumors about Reed. I don't think we're getting that full stage, like, walk out, like, this is a Fantastic Four. Now, we may be, because there's these rumors now, and then some people have been, like, some scoopers said, kind of, uh, Johnny and the thing will likely be more, like, B-tier actors. They're not B-tier, like, as far as talent, just, like, unknowns, people you wouldn't have heard of before. But it sounds like with whatever they're doing with Reed, he's going to be A tier. And then whatever they're doing with Sue, it's going to be A tier. Now, I will preface this as, as a grain of salt because this, ha this scooper was hacked once. And people are unsure if the account is back to the person or if it's the uh, still the hacker. But nonetheless, I'm going to share this and just give Salt some names. And I will say there's a reason why I actually don't believe this. So um, you got Lily James, <laughs> the preference. Some names I've heard, not fake. But... The idea of being, you know, this these are the A tier actress, Lily James, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Philippe So, who I don't know, I got to look up actually, uh, Jodie Comer, 
Cersei Roman or Vanessa Kirby? Who's filthy? So let's take a look. I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna look up like, oh her, but that name does not sound familiar at all. Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, what is she? Oh, Hamilton. Okay, that and she's in dopes with Keaton right now. Okay. Okay. So Hamilton would make sense. Um, I still don't think I consider it not to be mean, but like an A tier. Like A tier to me is. I always say this where there are actors that we like that they're in these big movies they're still b tier like donald gleason i would say is b tier not in the acting not in the way he does straight dd movies it's in a way my mom doesn't know who dom hong gleason was if i explain hey he's this guy he's the ginger eventually we'll get there a tier is uh amanda seyfried a tier is Cersei ronan a tier is lily james even vanessa kirby i still feel like there's enough people that don't know who she is um so why I think this is fake. Now, this is where I could be wrong. Why I think this is fake is because Seyfried, Comer, and Kirby, those are fan castings that have come up like all the time in the past few years. And that doesn't make them wrong because they're fan casting. Yeah, maybe, the, you know, we got that with Ahsoka recently. You got that with JK uh, and stuff like that. So fan castings now, it feels like a bit more than ever, they can be right. It just like, feels like these are the names that have been like batted about for years and it's just easy to throw them on the list because we go oh yeah that's great that's great and everything like that and all these names are good if i were to go and put them in order i think i'd put vanessa kirby as one because i think she's the best actress on this list I'm not trying to be mad but i think she's the best actress on this list i think she'd be great i'm excited for her to get in the comic world i also have her in the draft so please uh and i, I had said before where i thought she'd be a really great cat woman they didn't win a different route which does interest me because i remember early on i don't know if this was bad scoops if these casting rumors are lies or um they've just changed their way but i remember lots of rumors early on fantastic four and they announced lots of scoopers and they're all like the c-tier scoopers but they're all saying like hey we're hearing that most of fantastic four is going to be a diverse cast if these rumors are true it's not diverse at all <laughs> and like i've always said making the thing diverse to me isn't like a big like oh yeah the voice of the rock character that was a black guy already disney and pixar get enough like crap for like taking a person of color character and turning them to an animal right so it's just like i now i think you could have an argument that the reason it shifted is because now we're doing characters like sung shi williams like all these characters of color it's like you know some people that have made that case like you don't which i don't always agree with because i think it wouldn't matter if reed richards was black but a lot of people go well you don't got to change our characters do characters that belong to that community there's something to that i think you should still do those but again if reed richards was black what would it change nothing the same way kang being black doesn't change anything and that was the other sign too that kang's black and that was the thing of okay they're related him and reed so it's like that probably has to mean something and it might not you know whether it's now just like distant you know relatives multiverse stuff who knows but um i think i would put kirby and then comer cyphered lily james cersei ronan and philby last that would be my or order cyphered i think would be great cyphered i'm on a kick because uh, we watched mamma mia the, the kids are a big fan of mamma mia man I always think about Mamma Mia in the songs first, but Ava had just like a bit. They just got bangers after banger. I'll talk about it another day, but um, she she would be good. I've seen her be a bit more dra dramatic. So like Jodie Comer again, someone that people don't know. I guess maybe from Killing Eve they do, but very underrated. Like look at the year she had. I think it was last year when all that came out. Free Guy and Last Duel back to back two completely different performances you get to see what she could flex she would be perfect and there might be a way where i could even argue her as number one because i feel like i saw a bit more of that marvel type of humor in free guy than i've seen from vanessa kirby so 
I, I might even switch it and have Vanessa somewhere else. But it, to me, it's like, a, you know, Sophie's Choice and everything right there. Cersei Ronan is also great, but I feel like this is not the right role. I know it's like I think we've talked about for years, but I feel like I picture more as Jean or more in the X-Men camp. But I wouldn't be past it. And also, I just don't know if she's gonna do it she feels like she's very much in you know i don't know if she's chosen but we can all tell sometimes when there's actor actors just, just that just choose hey i want to win or try to win an academy award give me roles nothing but that it feels like she's kind of doing that right now but hey maybe there's a big fat marvel check she's like, yeah i could take that break from a second and go do this so and i've always said that do these fucking roles you can always you can go like i know actors might you know disagree and stuff like that and then they, they academy award i feel like unfortunately is as less as important as ever like it just sucks just the way the academy awards are but i feel like it's the least not the least important but as least important it's ever been in its history other than maybe when it started um you can always be like anthony hopkins and go win a fucking oscar when you're 80 you know but right now if you're just looking for the future career or something like batista where he wants to start producing directing he does these bigger movies because like it helps with the paycheck it helps like that's i mean if you want to create your own producing wing do this shit now. That's why Chris Hemsworth can do a fucking yoga app because he's doing these Thor movies. You know, you're not gonna get that when you're doing Indie the Green She Shelf, you know, adventure, and it's about like some, you know, dumping your dad's ashes on I don't know some green lake or something. You know, and it's a very spiritual journey and stuff like that. That's not gonna happen. You could do that movie at any point. Can't do Fantastic Four there. So, I like the list. Uh, if if these were true, great. That, Perfect. I would be happy with Philippi. I don't have much to say because I haven't seen her, but any all of them else, I'd be happy with all of them. So we'll actually see if this is legit, and maybe we're gonna get that casting too. It's fantastic for, and even pen with any of these people, and that's where it does feel a bit different because I feel like all these actresses, other than Philippi, are kind. They're I feel like they're all bigger star power than Penn. and nothing wrong with that, but I feel like you'd be getting people that are similar star power. Where I feel like most of these people, other than maybe Jodie Comer, are bigger than Penn. Like more people would know them over Penn, which is fine. Penn used very successful. Use always number one when it comes on Netflix. People talk about all the time. So, you know, alas, uh, we'll see if that casting becomes true. Speaking of another casting, and back to you know our aforementioned uh, Grace Randolph. So this is a two for right now. So I didn't talk about this last week, but let's let's speak about the Henry Cavill in the room. Henry Cavill, there's been rumors again that he's going to be coming back. He's going to be in Black Adam. So uh, Umberto Gonzalez, who works for the Rap, he's he I put him on the B tier. Uh, he's been right before. He has some good scoops, but. Uh, he's not like S tier where he's bad in 100 or bad in 95 or something like that. But he did a Twitter space, which is, you know, um, they're they're all right. They have some problems, like the, the features and everything like that. But they did some Twitter space where Eric Davis, another, uh, I think he works for EW. And it was just because in Burroughs and Holiday, they just want, and they said they're going to make it a thing, right? And, of course, us fans were listening to them because we're going to get, like, little scoops. Unfortunately, like, the little scoop we got here is, like, if people were wondering, there's an event film scheduled next February with Warner Brothers, and everyone's like, what is that? Apparently, it's just Magic Mike 3, which, you know, that's cool. But everyone's like, oh, okay. And then he had said he also saw Blue Beetle and stuff of that. And he said that was looking good. So good. Hopefully, that still means that's coming out. And then uh, they're answering questions from the fans and listeners. And Eric Davis asked them, said, hey, you know, at whatever tour handle, is Henry Cavill in Black Adam? Or is he coming back as Superman? And Umberto says, well, I can't answer that because that would be a spoiler. Now, what sucks about this is there's a lot of people that, and I talked to people that are more in that camp, that had been reporting that the week before that Henry Cavill was filming stuff for Black Adam, um, that are 
not scoopers all and just completely like they say they're scoopers but they just take shots right and that's what sucks because if they if this is right i feel like you know lots of these scoopers that are just making shit up like a giant freaking robot will go a little see look you know clock is right twice a day we're great scoopers now um so that could happen and maybe there is a few that might get some new information but then there's a few other people that were like okay i'm hearing the same thing people are tracking back to like henry cavill being somewhere in like la in july and maybe he filmed it here and da, 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 da. um I, I have to just keep with it that I believe when I see it. Now, I uh, everyone's taking this as confirmation, right? And I do think the way that Umberto answered of saying, well, it's a spoiler. To me, that would be just be him saying, yes, you'll see him again. And that would make people really think about it, right? Or like, or like think, okay, then Black Adam, because that's been most talked about. He could literally be saying, if I answer a spoiler. So even him saying, no, no Superman, that would spoil the Superman credit. Like, there's that rumor, right, of Superman as a scene of Black Adam. But it was at one point shadowed or the head was cut off again. It could just be spoiling the fact that Superman is in there, right? He answered in a way that's very safe. But, of course, I would assume, though, like, I, I think that's how you could backtrack and i take it as there's a chance that's what he meant but i feel like he's just trying to create some buzz and it definitely set up that way of like it would be a spoiler to me it would be a spoiler or something that you're confirming it's going to happen so he knew what he was doing and again i want it i want to be back as superman i like him as superman i like henry cavill i think there's a lot more to do with that character as far as henry playing him i think especially whether it's the dcu or just like a solo film and if it's directed by snyder or not there's a lot more to do and henry has always been game every time he asks this fucking guy he wants you know i i want to do it i want to do it now it's tough for warner brothers because i feel like if he's there we've talked about this before where two points of contention with him has been one money so in this time where you're losing a lot of money, you might have to buck up some money. Is it worth a gamble? I don't know. That's for them to decide. I think it is. If you're sticking with the, if you're going to reboot the no, fuck it. Don't bring Henry back. This is just a waste of money. If they get to what Aquaman two, right? And like, and now after this, we're rebooting, starting the universe over. And they even paid whatever amount for just a Henry Cavill cameo in Black Adam. Not worth it. It's going to get some buzz. I don't think Henry Cavill being Black Adam was going to make Black Adam like a huge, like, a, I don't think he's going to add like a hundred plus thousand dollars to it. You know, I really don't. I think add some, get some chatter. They'll throw it in teasers later on when the movie's like doing lesser, but I don't think it's like, holy shit. It'd be different if they announced he's in it, in it. Yes. Uh, and credit teaser. No, not really. Uh, and the other point of contention was the, the uh, what was it, like creative and not just being a cameo guy, which that was some of the rumors of Shazam, that they want him to be in there. And it's like, well, what's next? And like, oh, we don't really know what's next. Like, well, I'd like to know what's next. Like, I will tell you. And he was like, yeah, fuck it. You're not probably paying me enough and you don't know what's next. I don't want to do this. And he called, he called their bluff. And I guess credit to them. They called his bluff and didn't do it. I will say not credit because they should have made that uh, work out and everything like that. So... If he's back, I would assume that he is back for more than just the one. And I I, I would agree with that because I've said this before that I think he will be uh, big Dan Lin if he's taking over DC. will be doing the soft reboot route. Maybe a reboot down the line, whether that's a crisis, but I think a soft reboot for now. He has a lot of chips already in play. He has a lot of actors in play. If you got Henry back, I've always said this. Gal's Wonder Woman, Jason is Aquaman, and Henry is Superman. That's great. Even if you don't have Batman, Cyborg, Martian Man, whoever you want to say, that's a great foundation to start building Justice League back up again. I think you can have a lot of success there. So then we got Grace Randolph coming back. 
and for my opinion black adam i'll believe when i see it we've just heard it so many times i want it to be true but right now i'm in the camp that he's not in it and uh there's just lots of max up but uh ask when we get closer maybe that'll change but i don't uh like i said i'll believe it when he's on the screen but then grace randolph says so I hear Marvel is capital more. She loved that. It, it loves the capitals. I, I love capital letters at the beginning of the sentence, but the capital words, that's something. But is open to casting Henry Cavill and are discussing same roles with him, at least one that I've heard of. Uh, I enjoy Cavill very much, very much in the right role. I'd love to see. Okay, just her, whatever, her thoughts. Um, Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because I had said this before that why wouldn't, Foggy and team go and get a guy. He's a good actor. I think he's getting even better. I've talked about the four Witcher. Uh, he's a team player, so I think if you get him on your side, he's been loyal to DC and spoke very highly of them, even in times where he's been cast aside. Uh, I, I think you get on the Marvel side, especially after what DC did. I'm not saying he's going to trash DC, just saying that I think he will be very loyal and a team player. And I think he's a guy that, and there was those uh, rumors that he was going to be Loki too. Um, uh, playing, oh God, what a uh, typer Hyperion, Hyperion, um, and that's like the Superman type of character there, and he's kind of more like evil. It's kind of like a Homelander thing where it's been an anti-hero to evil. I don't want that. That's some of the most laziest stunt casting. Only way I want that is in Deadpool two. If they did that Deadpool two, fine. But as like a Marvel guy, don't want that. Uh, and his star power is just rising. That's the thing where you look up from Superman to now, where he's been in a bunch of movies like Mission Impossible. And he has that secret agent one coming up. And then The Witcher. People now know who Henry Cavill is. He's not just, oh, sorry. He's not just the Superman guy. It's early. It's still, still 643 here. Oh, you know, but you got to do it for you people. Um, it, People know who Henry Cavill is now. So I think it would be a good hire. I think he's valuable to the team. As I've said before, Wolverine is my cast. And I talked about that with John yesterday, that he's someone that's completely on the other side. And I get that. I didn't ask him if he's seen Witcher. And so many people usually do that when they when I go, oh, have you seen The Witcher? Well, no. I go, well, see The Witcher. And you can see right there where he could mold himself into Wolverine and stuff like that. I'm not saying John because I didn't ask that question. But there's a lot. Most people I talk to are so against it. They hadn't seen Witcher. And that's where I go, no, no. That changed it around. Uh, Family Clay has showed his pick was Doctor Doom. And I agree with that. That would also be a good one. I'd, I'd love if he was a villain. Um, I do think Dune's, Dune, Doom's probably cast with these rumors going around. Uh, or they have an actor already in mind. So the multiple roles. I know some people said like Wonder Man as well. Like, And I guess. But I feel like Henry you could use for not a Disney Plus series. Like a movie. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Reed. I don't think it's going to be that. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know who it would be. And then it, to me, if it's not like a big the franchise guy like Wolverine, then like a one-off film, that that could be good. You know, and I think there's tons of roles he could play. I'm not, I also don't want Captain Britain. I don't want Captain Britain in general. You know, you already got, um, let's see, uh, you already got uh, pay cards like Captain Britain, Captain Carter and stuff like that. So it's a thing of don't really need that right now. You have this character that I think will get more stuff to it. So, I think it's a right choice. And I know that uh, people, especially Brent from our Alliance too, like he brings a lot of baggage and it's not him and it's not his fault. It's more the fandom's fault and stuff like that, the baggage he's bringing. He does to extent, but I, I don't think it's like a deal breaker. Like I don't think they look at that and they go, you know what, we don't want to hire this talent actor. And it's funny enough, so many Snyderverse people, uh, and I guess they're more level-headed one, but I've seen this in my time. I just feel like, good, go do it. Because I think they're just, like, annoyed that Warner Brothers is not doing anything with Superman. And it's like, if he's not doing it, just fuck 
go let him be Superman or go let him be a Marvel hero, make some money, and hopefully it's in a good role that I'll enjoy. You know, so I I think that again Wolverine, I think he'd be perfect for, but I don't think he comes with enough baggage to not hire him. You know, I think that it happens for a little bit, but I think that's more just like a you know nail in the coffin. Now, if both these were true, like my question posed in the comments here, uh, if he that would be wild, right? If, like, let's say he's talking tomorrow, he's made a deal, like, oh, I can't do this. And then finally, Warner Brothers, like, we're ready to have you back as Superman. That'd be so funny. It'd be funny for Warner Brothers because they, like, spent so much time kicking the can, like, oh, should he be? Should he not be Superman? And then when they finally get him, he wants to be a Marvel hero. Um, I don't know if that uh, universe is possible. We've seen people being them at the same time, but I imagine him being a bigger actor would have two bigger characters. But there'd be kind of something fun about that so i wouldn't be opposed it would just be very weird of him being superman and a marvel character and that's why i think like a villain that is completely like very different even if there's some prosthetics that would be some of the best right like kind of like bale did with the butcher right so um uh we'll see back at him we're gonna get that answer in a couple months so we'll get to get that out of the way and then with the other um the other role um, with Marvel, that could be at any point, right? But I feel like the Superman, I still feel like if he goes back to DC, there's a chance those Marvel talks end. Like, oh, no, no more. So, uh, yeah, let's take an ad break, and we'll be right back with some Batman news. We'll be right back. And we're back. So, this is like a twofer. Um, Daniel RPK, kind of, you know, C-plus tier scooper, he had put out that um, he was hearing talks that the it's, it's kind of a weird way. And this is why, you know, again, I put my stuff out there. Sometimes believe it, don't believe it. This is one that I don't believe, or I don't believe the exact rumor of how I report it. So he just for that Warner Brothers is like trying to convince or wanting John Carl Esposito as Mr. Freeze in the Batman 2. Um, it's strange wording, right? Because we talked about John Carlo a few weeks ago where with the whole Marvel stuff, but then a few scoopers came to so like, yeah, Marvel's not really talked at all. He's just trying to drum up his interest, which I had a feeling. I'd said that, right? Like there's something weird about him talking about the role when he hasn't been cast for it, you know? And old school Hollywood would not like you kind of trying to get fan support for a role. Um, I still believe he could be a Marvel, but I don't know if as Professor X and stuff like that. So... And he had even brought out, remember, Dr. Freeze, uh, famously about people he could be paying. So maybe there's a chance that he won't be a Marvel. That's a longer franchise, bigger check, but DC's been talking to him about this. I I find there's a few reasons why I don't believe this and why I think it could be something else. And what he does for his Patreon, all of a sudden he puts rumors out there. Stuff that's not that verified, but stuff he's just hearing, you know? And some people even speculate that it's just bullshit, just get you a Patreon. But there's been some stuff from the Patreon that's proven right, so we talk about it. Um, from the John Carlos side, I guess I could believe that, but I also just think if they really want him, you could throw a bunch of money, he could do Mr. Freeze and still go do some Marvel. Because I imagine Mr. Freeze would be a one-off in the Batman, right? Um, so that's a, another part. Um, Matt Reeves, and like they just from the more bigger-tiered scoopers, Matt Reeves and Matt Thompson apparently have not even started writing the Batman yet. Still could happen, right? The script, like, it could just be the pitch. Like, this is what I want to do with Mr. Freeze. I feel like we've heard, like, minor rumblings with Mr. Freeze, but it's been all, like, always C tier and below. And then the rest is just Matt Reeves talking, like, oh, I would, uh, it'd be interesting to do Mr. Freeze. And people took this, like, fuck, he's doing Mr. Freeze. The same way people took, like, Robert Pass to me, like, you gotta read Core Like, fuck, they're doing Core It doesn't mean anything. These people are Batman fans. <laughs> like, 
just because you're a fan of something doesn't mean you're doing that as the next movie or the next script, right? It's a weird place people jump to. I get it. But both those eyes went, eh, I don't think so. Because Court of Owls, though, I think is easier. It's a secret society. They do some DNA splicing. There's some freezing of bodies. Sure. All you got to do is take that stuff out, and they're just a society, like a cult that's been around for decades in Gotham. And maybe they don't do the thing where they don't age. It's just always passed down, right? To me, easier to do. The Again, with the Batman, the Batman kind of had that where Bruce went is finding a Gotham that he thought he knew, but he really didn't. Court of Owls is to a much greater extent because Bruce didn't know that the whole time. He thought, man, this is kind of like, how did I not catch this? But even then, if this is Batman in year two, or I think year two is the first one. So if this is like year three or four, I still think that's enough to make, oh, my God, there's been the secret thing when we just said the, the Batman. It felt, might feel repetitive, right? Uh, and then the other reason why I just don't believe this is because in the Batman, I just don't now, is that the wrong possibility for Matt Reeves to adapt Mr. Freeze? No. And honestly, I would quite love it. The same way he did the Riddler where I think that he is, I think the Riddler is, it is a choice, the character. He is different than the comic book ones, but I think to his core, the Riddler is the Riddler in uh, media. You know, obviously he likes riddles. He uses them to, you know, punish Gotham. He's semi-obsessed with Batman. Uh, he's obsessed with his identity. He wants to teach Gotham a lesson, stuff like that. Now, things they add about, like, the corruption as far as, like, being an orphan, things like that. Those are shades of color that Matt Reeves added to the character. And even people go, oh, the costume doesn't look like that. Even that's like, that fit what the world they're going for. To me, that Riddler is way more Riddler than Jim Carrey's Riddler. Jim Carrey's Riddler is just he's playing another variation of the Joker. And so he's playing Jim Carrey dress up as the Riddler. Um, so to me, I think he did that character lots of justice. It's not like the exact, like most common Riddler, but he took the essence of that character brought to life. I would love to see that with Mr. Freeze. I think he could do that. Even if you were to tell me, hey, it's going to be a very realistic way. And even this freeze got to be like a very like realistic variation of like, oh, we can freeze some stuff or something. I'd be down for it because Mr. Freeze needs that. I think there's a great story to be told with Mr. Freeze in any capacity, right? Uh, go watch Batman, the animated series, Heart of Ice. If you haven't read any comics either, like that is just a reinvention of the character. And that's something like, this could be a movie batman the animated series has so many episodes right this could just be a movie make this hour and a half two hour movie you could do it so i could see something like that being done it's just that's where i still feel like he might be on the edge of being too fantastical because even the freeze gun if you were to put a freeze gun in the batman i know people say oh that can you can make that realistic it's still weird and i know people go oh um well, there's stuff like the way he lands, which is like, okay, that to me is just standing your disbelief. Or like Clay has problem uh, from DC Lines with the bomb. To me, it's like, well, he got the gauntlets up. He's fine. People bring up like the detective mode, right? Where he has the eye cameras that record everything. That's not fucking crazy. People could do that nowadays. So it's just like, we've not met like freeze gun technology. So you got to take that away. And you got to take the, I would imagine I can't be around and not cold temperatures or I die. You got to get rid of that. So I, I feel like you really have to strip Mr. Freeze. Where Riddler, they changed some things. They adapted him, but you didn't have to strip away a bunch of stuff, right? They just made some changes. Mr. Freeze, I think you got to strip away a lot. But the story of, hey, a man trying to help a sick wife and then turning to a life of crime, there is a story there. It just will be in here. And that's why I just don't believe it. I still feel like the villain, whether people like it or not, is not going to be supernatural, not science fiction, and it's going to be very crime-based. It's going to be it's not going to be this because well, oh, there is rumors that he is in the Penguin show, but it'd be something like a Black Mask, something like Two-Face, something like Joker, something like Scarface, something, I think 
Rupert Thor- Thorne, one of the um, oh god, Falcon. Who was the Maroni? And it's like villains that are more tied to Earth and stuff like that. And even Two Face. I know people go, "Well, we saw it in the Dark Knight already." Blah, blah, blah. For me, it's like it, Dark Knight was could still be my favorite movie right i've said this before where i haven't done it yet i gotta do a dark knight the batman back and forth because every time i think about the batman my favorite like, oh but the dark knight and then i think about the dark knight like, oh but the batman's the movie i wait for so it's like a one two you know one a one b um with the dark knight yeah i think that story that was great for what they did i think him being like a more side film was great but i still think there is a story of a start to finish even bruce and harvey having a relationship especially be great if like bruce is very reclusive starting to do these things and everyone he meets in gotham is fake and phony but he meets harvey and that's the first time he actually feels like a connection of hey this guy could make some change. I think there's a full movie you could do with Harvey Dent as Two-Face. I also think there's a great movie where you could just introduce Harvey Dent as Harvey Dent and then do Two-Face later on. But with them missing a DA, it is very suspicious timing. And I just feel like it's going to be one of those characters. What I think, either it's just completely wrong, either I'm very shocked by this, or what I think it could be is a mixing up of rumors. Because I could see two things. One him them planning this for the dcu now it might be like why there's no batman this and that maybe there's stuff like they are talking about a nightwing movie or background movie again <laughs> like maybe there's something in the gotham sphere that they're talking about where he could fit into there or and it might seem less likely but i hope it's not or they could do a black label movie where you could literally make victor and i think victor freeze is like joker where okay Yes, you need, you know, it sucks that Batman wouldn't be there to stop him, even though maybe you could make a Batman just swing down, stop him, stuff like that. But if you just change it to police, like I said, there's a story of this man uh, getting sick and then also trying to help his wife out, but having to turn to life of crime and these things where I think even the black label, yeah, it's realistic, but you could do a semi, you know, larger than life, just even just making the freeze gun stuff like that. I think you could do a Elseworlds black label movie on just Mr. Freeze. I think because he's so compelling. You know, there's some people that say, Oh man, when was like, but uh, uh, even then, like, I think like Scarecrow, that is a compelling one. There's just some characters that people throw out, and you go, okay, now we're just throwing out villain movies, you know, like, I, I don't know, which is fine, but like, what I don't see it from the angle of it being a compelling character story, I need to be sold on it. Mr. Freeze, right away, even without Batman, that is a compelling story, right? It's a story of desperation, it's very much like a Breaking Bad sort of story. So, that's what I feel if there's any truth to this that this Mr. Freeze rumor is for something else. And again, I actually want to be wrong. I would love it if Reeves is doing Mr. Freeze because then I'd be like, man, we're going to get something very different. But I think it's going to be a lot like Tom Hardy and Bane where they stripped a lot of that way. But I'm still fine to see it. I'm down with the change. I have comics. I have the animation stuff for Mr. Freeze. I would like a really good adaption, but all it has to be is to the core. Not joking. Not, uh, you know, he has a thing with the wife and Batman Robin, but it feels... Uh, like lots left on the table there so um yeah we'll we'll see if this actually comes to fruition i think we're gonna be waiting a while Th- these rumors are coming up that's the other thing too i think the batman the producer said like within the next five years right they're starting to write the script now so we're in 2022 the batman just came out i think like the earliest we get this out of 2025 so we won't be hearing casting at least maybe to like the end of next year which is fine if it's all on track but i'm just saying if you hear these rumors even us talking about them but yeah, they could be true, but it's going to be a while, you know, all the two things I kind of want while I'm waiting is also got the Penguin show. I want more in the Arkham show. So I guess I want more than two things, but I wish they would do a solo Catwoman series or movie for HBO Max. I don't know if they're going to do that now, but I'd love that. And I also just 
hope that she is confirmed. I really hope that Zoe Kravitz is in every one of the Batman movies. I really hope that happens. So uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe this will come to fruition. Maybe it won't. Uh, speaking of, uh, I don't know. I have no transition because this is a fucking weird story. So don't worry, darling. <clears throat> I made a list because S-Bub's... Uh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, I made a list because S-Bub's in the Discord said, hey, what's everybody's, you know, um, Hines said, uh, all about the Catwoman project, mentioned on DC last night's Shameless Plug. Yeah, go check it out. Their episode just dropped. And I, I just think it's something that would have been announced by now. And I wonder in the old regime if it would have been announced by now. I, I would love to see just six episodes of, you know, not the Disney Plus six episode event, but just like, you know, even a snippet of like what they're doing for um oh what's getting that three part series this year oh <clears throat> oh there's there's a show or a movie where oh the they're making the John Wick the, about the Continental they're just doing like a three part series about the Continental show I would love just like yeah we're just doing like a three part about Selena so I hope that happens but so don't worry darling um. That's coming out in September, and it's funny because S-Bubs asked in our Discord, like, what are you guys' most anticipated movies of the rest of the year? And I had to think about it. And my list, luckily, was a lot different because a lot of people had Avatar stuff like that. I'm not anticipating Avatar at all. Um, and it was a back and forth between, for my number one slot, was Black Panther and Don't Worry Darling. <clears throat> and I still picked uh, Black Panther purely, purely because it's a Ryan Coogler film. I've said this before where my excitement for Black Panther, that last trailer promotion is definitely helping and amping me up, but it still feels very weird. We just yesterday had the one-year pass to Chadwick Boseman. It still feels very weird. <clears throat> it also just feels very still too soon, in my opinion. So there's a, like a level of, I, I'm interested in it, but kind of more 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 uh morbid curiosity right but i still put his number one because it's ryan coogler making a fucking film i think ryan coogler is one of the best directors and hopefully he's attracting avengers six please please five um but and then i had don't worry darling is two i think as a film i am more excited for that so it's kind of been a bummer this me or two because i saw I, I think it's a book saw that trailer fell in love with it remind a lot last night in soho of you know what we are here at geek first we love that weird thriller horror shit. I'm glad that we kind of bonded on that. There's some we love more than others, but I love that we see it's like, yeah, like something unique. And cast is stack. Olivia Wilde did great with Booksmart. This kind of came out of nowhere, I feel like, but she's doing press for the movie. Okay, cool. Talk about Shia LaBeouf. He was originally cast, I think, in Harry Styles' role, right? So they're talking about Shia LaBeouf, and she says the same that she fired him, and uh, it was to protect Florence Pugh and wanted a good set and everything like that. It all made sense to me because from multiple counts now, obviously you got Shia's real life stuff, which Shia, it's so funny because like before he kind of, what I said before were with Ezra Miller, I felt there was some stuff the past few years where they just kind of felt like an asshole to me, right? And that's where it's like, it was hard for me to buy some of the stuff going on. And now I hope we're not going to talk about what they talked about last week as far as he met with Warner Brothers and stuff like that, or they met with Warner Brothers. Great. I hope they're getting the help and I hope I'm wrong. I hope that person comes on the other side. They're better for it. And I can enjoy their work because I was a mass fan of Ezra's work. Same way as Shia, that I was a big fan of his work, especially, I always felt like he was an asshole or kind of weird, but it felt like he was trying to mellow out there. And I can't remember what that movie's called, but he did the movie where he was playing his dad and he was, it was a version of, I don't think it was exactly it, but he was playing a version of his dad. And then the main character was him as a kid. And it was kind of showing like, okay, look at this stuff. Look at how he grew up. And that kind of gave me this, okay, 
I understand the way he is a bit of a troublesome character, maybe a bit offensive, maybe like grinds your gears, rubs you the wrong way. And then you look at the way he grows up, you kind of go, okay, I kind of get it. And that could even still be the issue for um, why he is the way he is. But there's still a certain level where I can't excuse it. And you can go look up the stories of like that. He was accused of assault, sexual assault, things like that. There's been cases before. There's been talked about like how hard he is to work on set. So all the stuff tracked if even take away that assault stuff, which is like terrible stories and everything. And now I think he's kind of blaming it on alcohol and stuff like that, which, you know, okay, could be true. I was very – I get the fr- – you can't call it other people's life. I, I was very, uh, I won't say concerned, but caught off guard when John Berthnall dropped that interview with him because it just is, with Berthnall being friends with him and Marilyn Manson, especially Marilyn Manson's been accused of for the past few years by multiple people. It's just, uh, like, John, it's just not a great look. I, I know you want to step on your friends, but it's just like, it's just, it, <laughs> my hope is that these two might be innocent and he knows some we don't, but it's just, it's not the greatest look. It's, it looks very bro-y, protect a man sort of culture that we've suffered from for years. And I like Burnt Bowl. So I've really hated that that came out because I was like, eh. And again, there is alcoholism. There is things like that. But as I've talked about before, I know many alcohol, like not, not many alcohol people. I know people that drink. I knew a couple that were alcoholics. And I hated that they were alcoholics and their personality changed, stuff like that. But they also weren't sexually assaulting people, you know. And I know people say, oh, well, you know, it gets worse over time the more you drink. But it's like, yes, but there's many people that are raging alcoholics that aren't. They might be difficult, but they're not committing crimes to that level. And that's where I feel like some people just kind of, it's excuse, oh, I have an addiction, you know, stuff like that. So it's tough. That's a whole different conversation. But all these things she was saying made sense as far as, yeah. Uh, and he had even been reported to be hard to work with even before these type of issues, right? So it's like, to me, this makes sense. Then, uh, Shy goes to Variety. <laughs> and he says, I got these texts, I got these emails, stuff like that. Now, for me, it was just Variety reporting that. We didn't see any of these things, right? And they love, you know, getting SEO, getting clicks, stuff like that. So for the source, it's hard for me to believe it at that point. Because you go, yeah, I know he's saying this, but still, when someone's that level of bad, it's just like the, the, the boy who cried wolf situation, right? So it's like, I still don't side with him. Even though he's saying these things, like, I need to see more. Well, that's where we got more. Um, this video came out <laughs> of Olivia Wilde sending him a message, uh, sounding very condescending to Florence Pugh of just like, oh, you know, I think Miss Miss Flo needs to get her head on her shoulders and stuff like that. Pretty much the timeline was she says, I got rid of Shia. And I remember around those times, the report, like, scoopers were saying that she did get rid of Shia. So I think she did play it off that way, or that's what the studio star people thought. So I thought, oh, no, this is all tracking with I had heard that, no, he was a difficult and didn't want to go that route, or she didn't want to go that route. But this was pretty much saying, okay, I fired Shia. He, pulls in, he puts in emails, a video message that did leak after, which I'm sure he had a part of. Because uh, I think he probably wanted Variety to put that out, and when Variety wasn't putting that, like, yeah, fuck, I'm going to do one step. Because he said, oh, I don't mean you love peace and harm, but just you're lying on me and stuff like that. Yeah, he's also trying to make a comeback, in my opinion, and trying to help his image. And if it looks like he's being screwed over or lied about, then people might think, oh, maybe other people are lying about his stuff. Even though some things he did admit to, and I'll give him credit for that as far as if he is trying to recover, saying, like, yeah, these things I've accused for, he admitted and said, I did these with a dark time. Again... It- <sighs> We all go through dark times. I've never done these things at dark time. I know many people haven't done these things at dark time. So it's 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 only an excuse I can go so far with. But then 
this video is pretty much just showing that it looks like Florence Pugh and Shia were not clicking or she didn't want to work with them, etc. And she to Florence and the public is saying, I'll take care of this, get rid of Shia. Where to Shia, she's like, no, we could work this out. Maybe you guys could talk. And yeah, just saying like, oh, Miss, Miss Flo was going to learn a lot. Like pretty much just saying she's young and inexperienced and that's why she, the way she's acting, give her a pass. Um... It's not a great look. Uh, it's not a great look at all. And and like obviously the past few months you had like the the CinemaCon thing where she got served. That's been back and forth where she wasn't letting her be served. That's conjecture, right? Because she could have been saying that. And I know Sadiq says, oh, I don't know when they're going to say it. At the same time, all that's conjecture. He easily could have been asked. So like, I know she's going to be at this date. Olivia easily could have been like waiting to be served. Never happened. He could have just been a vindictive ass. Because we, it's not like we don't know people like that that would be like, hey, have them get served their papers and a bunch of fucking other, you know, a bun around a bunch of people and just embarrass them and stuff like that. So that one, that's a 50-50. But now when you get this stuff, it makes that story <laughs> look less on her side. Where you go, eh, I don't know. Um, so it's it's not great. Uh, the rumor is that Florence Pugh is doing less smart or like very limited promotion for this one because she's so busy with Dune. Um, sure, uh, that could be the case. I just think that <laughs> it's it's suspicious timing like everyone else, right? And don't worry don't worry darling is Warner Brothers. Dune Part 2 is Warner Brothers. You don't think they could easily fucking chalk out time in her schedule to make sure she even sits in a computer, gets interviewed by a bunch of people for this movie? No. I think this is her and her team are pissed. And I would be too. If something were to come out and they were talking about you behind your back, like especially that probably to your face, they told you many times that I took care of the situation and then you have a video that's showing the complete, the complete opposite. It's not good. Now, is this going to affect the box of what it's going to do? No. If anything, it might help it a little bit. But, like, I don't think the general audience is really going to hear about this. I don't know how much, like, E.T. and those magazines are covering it. They might hear a little bit. But I don't think it's a controversy where, you know, it's a he said, she said. Because maybe she could just say, oh, I was just trying to be nice and smooth over the situation. See if there's something there. I referred to that in, like, a joking type of manner. Like, you could still try to walk this back and stuff like that. And she might have to and she does more press. Because she's kind of doing this rah-rah, I'm standing up for women. And this video and these texts and emails show the opposite. So it's not a good look. I don't know what will happen in the future. Like, it definitely will make people a bit more worrisome of working with her. Because they'll feel like she's lying. I don't think it, like, takes away her Spider-Man project and everything like that. But it definitely casts a bad light. Again, I don't think it affects the box office that much. I think people are going to see this movie. I don't think it's going to do the like gangbuster numbers, but you never know. Something like Get Out comes out and breaks down and does huge money, right? So that could happen. Um, and it, it's interesting. There's been rumors. I don't know how much I want to believe these, but there's rumors that there's a lot of problems on set. And already, apparently, Florence P was not happy with this because they had said, like, because she was asking, like, oh, we're taking lots of COVID protocols, all this. And apparently that was not the case. There's rumors that she came and actually, like, directed a lot of these scenes. All of it's conjecture, right? But there's a lot around this movie now that wasn't uh, a little while back ago. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when we get the uh, a more of a press tour. I'm excited for the movie and the concept. It sucks that this is happening because it does put a little rain cloud over it. But... Uh, we will see as far as what's going to happen with the future. Don't worry, darling. But I think the future is we know that Florence and you are probably not going to work together. Never say never, but probably not. Uh, so let's get into our last topics here. Um, I'll take a water break here. So there's just a quick one. This happened last week. The Batman 
uh or sorry not the batman uh batman cape crusader we talked about how it's not going to hbo max stuff like that so there's two things that came out the the article was that warner brothers feel there's one that and these are all put up by the a-tier ones that they feel that they can make more money off the series if they sell it they might not be wrong i just think in the long term you can make more money with it there and i also still think it's just weird that you have this series that supposedly that's the rumors are very 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 good it has a lot of big high profile names like the director of the batman attached to it and you don't want it in your team your streaming service you own it kind of odd it's still odd to me a lot of these moves from Warner brothers are still just odd but maybe it's gonna work out i don't know um but apparently it was what was it netflix apple and hulu were the ones that were shout outs people that are it was highly sought out and people that were looking into acquiring and putting on their service. Um, I, I'm fine with either one. doesn't really matter to me as long as it comes out. Hulu's interesting because if it comes out on Hulu in Canada, and technically Disney Plus could do this too, but in Canada, uh, it would come to Disney Plus, I would assume, unless there's some other contract. But I would assume that that means Hulu would get Batman Cape Crusader and be on Disney Plus. That'd be so weird if I'm scrolling through my Disney Plus and Batman's on there, you know, and that's where it's just strange what Warner Brothers is doing, but it's just a tiny update, but I'm happy this is happening because I want to see this. I don't care when I want to see it. I want the series, a spiritual successor to the Batman or to the Batman animated series with this talent. Um, I won't say you can't go wrong because Bruce Timm's definitely done wrong before, but <laughs> it's a good sign and things like that. So uh, we'll see. Uh, there's a new trailer for Weird, the Al Yankovic story. I think that's what it's called. So it's interesting. When we just got a teaser, and I remember saying, like, ah, it kind of looks like there's lots of stuff out there, but it kind of fits. And I remember S. Bub, I think, was the one that tipped me off as being like, oh, like it's a biography, but it's not exactly like it's not supposed to be a true to life biography. And that kind of disappointed me because. I was talking about this with Emily the other day, and I can't remember. We talked about oh, Cher, and she's like, "When do you think they're going to do one about Cher?" And I think I think I said I think it will happen, but the thing is, people kind of forget this because I always go, "Oh, when's this music biopic happening? When's this music biopic happening?" Everyone, I think, is naturally kind of there's some interest there, right? Because it's a person getting a hit, building to fame, dealing with the struggles, etc. But I think there's a reason why the Ellen John movie with Taron Egerton was less popular than the Bohemian Rhapsody because Freddie Mercury had a lot of things around him, controversy, things like that. Elton John, the biggest thing other than his songs being great was just lying that he was gay marrying a woman, really. Freddie Mercury, there's so much there. Uh, stuff like the Beatles, I think there's so much there you could tell. There's people that you could tell a whole story about, but even the Beatles versus the Rolling Stones, there's some stories there for sure, but I think it's like they're a band that got together, probably had some squalls, but became very successful. You know, if you don't have a controversy or a huge story or a young death or something like that, the story's no story needs to be told really. But I mean, like in the grand scheme of things, it's like th there's not that many people with like a very unique story, you know, as far as the music that we haven't done already. I'm not saying there's not unique people. I feel like we've just hit lots of them. Um, even like today, day and age, like so many like in years from now, you're like the Taylor Swift movie. It's like all right, just give me a movie about her breaking out with a bunch of people, you know, like the Macklemore movie. Like, there's not that many interesting, you know, like Eminem, he got one. He had an interesting story, stuff like that. But there's not too many, I feel, that have that. And because lots of, too, lots of these people coming up are, I'm not going to say nepotism, but have parents and stuff like that that are in the business and kind of help them, right? So with Weird Al, though, I feel like his is a story I want to see and like a real version because – 
he's made comedic songs and they even say the songs where I want to take them and just change the lyrics hit and a big success. That's something different than everybody, right? With this trailer, I liked it. I'm going to purely watch this for Daniel Radcliffe. I love that he's doing this weird shit. Um, this trailer looks like it's a very big culmination of doing following his real life in the steps and what happened in it, but having like a very comedic out there edge. If it can still give me like the basis of some really true things, then I think I'll like it. I think if it's just fully kind of not parry, but a little spoofy, I know so many people go, well, that fits what Weird Al is doing. You're not wrong. And that's where I can't say it's not the like a wrong choice to do or not like the right choice is just do biography. It's just what I want to see because I think the guy has an interesting story. But stuff where he's like putting cigarette buds on people, same thing with this Madonna thing. I think that's maybe all made up like uh, as far as like they're, they're just like getting it on, they're falling around. But maybe I'm wrong. But that's the problem where now with this, it's like I'll have to really like, is this right? Is this wrong? I don't know. So it does fit, but I kind of wish it was more biogra- uh, biogra- biographical. But this trailer started with a kid, and the first half just looks like he could be like a weird individual with an origin story, right? There's nothing that is too out of the realm with the real world. So maybe if I get enough of the real world stuff, I'm happy with it. It's coming, I think it was since November 4th or something like that. Yeah, it is, because I think it was the day before the charity stream. So we will not be reviewing that until like the next day or anything like that, or like the next week if we do do it. But uh, I'm excited. Dan Radcliffe's looking like very toned, very ripped in this. So good for him. But uh, yeah, well, I'll definitely see this and maybe we'll talk about it on a, a future episode of a Travis told you if that was a thing. That's a tease for people if they're listening to the hour 14 mark, you know. Uh, and then finally, we got the box office. I don't think I did box office last week, so that was my bad. But the domestic top 10 this week was, I think it's like one of the lowest box office weekends. I think the invitation, I don't know if it was August or just, it had some record of being the winner of like the lowest weekend in a while. Because the invitation was number one. Go check out Taylor's View. But only $6.8 million, a number one movie. You had Bullet Train, which I'm happy, still making money. It's $78 million, which is great because I think its budget was 60 so slowly trekking along there to, at number two. For, so it went up, actually. Last week it was three, and then it went up to it at $5 million. Beast made $4 million, which we'll talk about in a little second. Top Gun Maverick, even though it's digital, still in the top five at $4 million. Dragon Ball, big dip from one to five with a $4.6 million. Super Pets, uh, $4.1 It's made $74 million. It's like kind of uh, chugging along there. Uh, and again with Top Gun, like coming up in seven and eight is Minions. Both of them, Mi- Minions and Thor, both of them like 2.7, 2.6 million. It shows like those movies came out a longer, like way after Top Gun, but Top Gun still just always chugging along, making money and stuff like that. Like it shows like what a powerhouse it was that these movies that came out that should be there longer are falling to Top Gun. Uh, number nine where the or 10 where the Crawfords sing. And that's actually being like a successful hit too, for being such a smaller movie. So the few things I want to talk about the invitation haven't seen, I think Taylor liked it. So, um, good win. What I can see from the box office overall is that it's waiting for a big movie, you know, and like what is coming out next. That's like big. And don't worry, darling. Actually, it sets that up in a perfect situation because you're just looking for any movie a bit bigger. And that could have a get out where people are now sitting around waiting for movies and things like that to come out. Uh, let's see here. Barbarian's coming out. Uh, don't worry, Darling's coming out. The Bowie one's coming out, which I can't wait for. Uh, the Avatar re-release actually could make like a good little chunk of change. But really, that's another thing, too, that I didn't talk about with Black Adam. It's like the f- next big blockbuster. So, you know, at first I was 
going back on block, like it being a hit, but with it getting a bit more room with Halloween ends, not that's a big deal, but going like streaming as well. It has three weeks before Black Panther, and really, other than Don't Worry Darling, there's nothing huge. And I don't even know if Dar- Darling's like huge coming out from now to September. So I actually think it has a good chance now. Um, the three thing or the other two things I want to talk about. I guess it's just one thing was oh, and Rogue One came back in theater, made one million dollars. Good for that. Um, it's just Iris Elba, and the biggest one is Three Thousand Years Longing. Oh, so I and I'm a bad case. I think this is just a bad release. I wanted to see it. I love George Miller. I've heard mixed things on it. I've heard marketing was not the greatest for what the film actually is. I do want to see it. I just don't know if I'm gonna have time to see it while it's in theater. So I gotta ask a few people that've seen it, like, hey, visually, is it really worth seeing on the big screen? Because we have to chalk out some time for it. Because I love George Miller, and the, I actually really like the trailers, but the reception was not as positive as I thought it was gonna be. But to start with Beast, Beast came out, and that's a movie. It's like Idris always has these two movies back to back that are just doing not the greatest 36 million and the box oh, so it's gonna make its budget back now it bought budget was 36 million and now it's at a box office of 36 but i think it's made most of its money and again usually be profitable you got to make double so that's a movie that's probably not going to be that profitable if it is just like mine like just breaking even so not great Three thousand years longing though what was it 2.5 on a 60 million or sorry it was 2.9 2.9 a 60 million budget Oh, and that is not like it's not going to be like everything ever all once where that like had a decent opening and then it kept like chugging along. This is a movie that like next week might make the same, might make less. And I guarantee you, I don't know what it is because all those trailers have like exclusively in theaters, exclusively only in theaters. That's why I got to ask if I got to see in the big screen because I could be this thing could be on VOD in the next week or so, like a couple weeks from now, depending on contracts, of course. But man, what a dive. And I just think. The only thing they marketed on is if you want to see George Miller. Mad Max was a hit, but I don't think it was like a um, tremendous hit. I thought that was the way where people were wondering if it even would get a sequel because like it made money, but it's just like it wasn't like a runaway hit. It was just like such – it made money. It was like such a critical hit that people were like, oh, we got to get more because, yeah – a hundred percent. The bo- budget was one hundred and fifty-four to one hundred eighty-five million, and the box office was three hundred and seventy-five million. Again, if you times it by two, if that's the way it goes, and I'm not saying they did that at that because probably maybe was less. I remember seeing some, but if it's even in that two fifty three hundred million dollar range, the profit wasn't huge on Mad Max. So like George Miller isn't that guy where he's like just making out huge hits. So I saw this. I saw this coming to a lesser degree. I thought we could get at least get like a 15 to 20 million in there, but two, oh my God, you must as the studio just like, that's just a fucking sh- shot below the belt. And let me just see who did this here, but that that's tough. And that's one of those things where uh, you're banking on it. It's a weird movie, but you're banking on the name to pop and you're banking on, Hey, so many people loved and saw Mad Max for your road. Now talked about, maybe we'll get that like that oh george miller like because there's a lot of people that i feel now know george miller who didn't before and really love him but um let me see the uh distribute by oh it's mgm so uh, amazon can eat the they can eat the loss there and everything like that but yeah it's um i, I still want to see it like i said people haven't been trying to get me to see it because i feel like even the people that like it it's like oh yeah it's good nothing out there but i do want to get around to it but again bad slot too end of the summer because i always forget about this too uh, in America, you the people you got kids going back to school, and that's like parents are busy doing stuff. You still have to even myself. It's the end of summer. We're getting ready for school. We're doing last camping trips. There's people coming in town. 
it's tough unless it's one of those massive movies. It's it's tough to. That's why August used to be a dumping ground. December or sorry, no January, sometimes February, and then August used to be uh, movies that are uncomfortable. In, let's just put them out there, make what we can, and move forward to the fall. So, uh, yeah. Big ouch. Uh, this week, the Spider-Man comes back, and that's going to be interesting. I'm not going to be personally seeing it, but I'm going to be interested to see what it does. It's only 11 minutes of footage, but still, um, maybe it has some, like, it's on a lot of screens. Maybe it's going to have some time to, like, swoop it up and make a bunch of money because, uh, not a bunch. Like, I don't think it's going to go crazy, but, like, at least be number one and make some money while there's, like, a hole in the box office. But, uh yeah, that is today's episode, Trestle. I think everyone that did show to in live chat, you know, it's early. So I think anybody that is there. So again, tomorrow will be another early one. And then Thursday and Friday back at the afternoon slot should be somewhere between one to three, somewhere in there. Uh, I appreciate everyone that listens on the podcast feed. And I promise when you hear from us next or for you from me, it'll not be boring.